Quiet, please. Quiet, please. Broadcasting System presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for tonight is called Never Send to Know. I wouldn't be caught in an alley with a derby hat or with one of those light, snap-brimmed ones either. You know what this thing is? It's an automatic pistol. It's not a rod, a Roscoe, or a heater. You know where I keep it? In my desk drawer. I can't speak Chinese. I think most policemen are very nice fellows, very efficient, generally courteous. Almost always intelligent, I get along with them beautifully. I don't know any stool pigeons. I have never hit a woman in my life. Nobody has ever called me a private eye, or a uh, Seamus, or however you pronounce it. And I do not indulge in rapid-fire slang. Oh, and for your information, a pistol does not go ka-chow. I will now fire a pistol so you can see. This is how a pistol sounds. You probably could put that sound into words, but I submit that it definitely would not be ka-chow. Would it? Well? Fool. I must admit, I do have a secretary. Uh, Mrs. Radabaugh. Well? Come in, Mrs. Radabaugh. Well? This is my secretary, Mrs. Radabaugh. What do you want? Mrs. Radabaugh, how many jewel robberies have I solved? Huh. We may take that to mean none. You ain't had any jewel robberies. Precisely. Do you recall any cases involving beautiful oriental maidens, Mrs. R? I do not. Any in which I was kidnapped by counterfeiters? Listen, I'm busy, Mr. Kramer. Now, Mrs. Radabaugh, if I propose to you... Huh? ...that you and I take an automobile trip to an obscure village in uh, uh, New Hampshire... To investigate the murder of an elderly recluse, what would you do? I'd quit. Ah. And what do you consider the most exciting of all the cases I have handled as a, a private eye? A what? You see? A private detective, uh, investigator, Mrs. R. You haven't had any exciting ones. 
And I wish you'd stop calling me Mrs. R. Thank you, Mrs. Radabaugh. I'm going home early this afternoon. Are you? There's a parent-teacher's meeting. How soon will you be leaving? As soon as I finish the te- mi- typing the minutes of the last meeting. Very well, Mrs. Radabaugh. Uh, don't forget to lock the door when you go. No, the the business of a private investigator is not all gunplay in beautiful blondes. There are occasional blondes, yes. But they all seem to want divorces or, or to escape divorces. And a startlingly high proportion of them are not beautiful. I have never fired my pistol in anger since I became a private detective. I have looked through a number of transoms, and I have guarded wedding gifts a few times. I have even helped a police officer make an arrest of a man who stole safety razors from a drugstore. In my younger days, well, I, I suppose I was a roughneck. I bummed all over the country. I've seen the insides of not a few uh, jailhouses. Uh, met some very interesting people. But now in my fat forties, I'm content to have this small office and do odd jobs for people at a price and relax. Uh, going already, Mrs. Radabaugh? It's not Mrs. Radabaugh. Oh. Oh, excuse me, sir. Uh, uh, isn't Mrs. Radabaugh out there? I didn't notice. Well, I, uh, uh... What can I do for you, sir? You're Mr. Kramer, aren't you? Yes, sir. May I sit down? Thank you. You, uh... You're a detective. Yes, sir. Yes. I would like to engage you. I am open to suggestions, sir. Yes, you find out things. <laughs> Sometimes I do, sir. I uh, uh, at least try to find out. I want you to find out something for me. Good. Your fee... Why, uh, we can discuss that later, sir. When I know a little more about what you want me to do. All right. Uh, would you care to give me your name? Uh, in confidence, of course. I don't know what my name is. I beg your pardon? I don't know what my name is. Oh, uh, an amnesia case, I take it. Uh, I mean, you want me to find out who you are. No. Well, I was going to say that the police... What did you say? I'm not interested in knowing who I am. Well, I... I, uh... My name's not important anyway. I'm afraid I don't quite understand, sir. Just... What was it you wanted me to find out? I want you to find out who murdered me. I beg your pardon. I want to know who murdered me. So we can be punished. But, but my dear sir, you're not... Uh, you're not... Oh, yes. I am. You are what? I'm a ghost. I see. Uh, please don't use the telephone, Mr. Kramer. I wasn't going to. Well, you were reaching for it. I suppose you were going to call the police and tell them that you have a crazy man here. Uh, well, I... Uh... It wouldn't do any good. Because, you see, 
If the police were to come in here, I'd just disappear. <laughs> You'd look very foolish. I see. I see you don't believe me, Mr. Kramer. <laughs> uh, well, I... Let me show you. I'll disappear. Uh. You see? You know what? You did disappear. Yes, of course. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> you mean you didn't? Well, I'd like to have you start at once, Mr. Kramer. I want to know who murdered... I thought I heard you talking. Why, there's nobody here. I... Uh, was talking to myself, Mrs. Radabaugh. Well, I must say, shooting pistols, talking to yourself. Where'd this money come from? What money? Hundred dollar bills. One, two, three, ick. Why, what? You got sticky red paint or something all over it. Well, it wasn't red paint. But it was real money. From a man who disappeared. Well, I said a private detective's life wasn't exciting. It looks as if it's going to be now. But I I don't know how I'm going to find out who murdered a man who doesn't know who he is, nor, nor when or where he was murdered. Do you? I don't even know where to start. I've been sitting here since three o'clock this morning. I say to myself, did that man come in here, or did I dream it? And then I see the... $300 bills on the desk in front of me. And they're real enough. So I didn't dream it. Yes? Mr. Kramer. Yes? You didn't dream it. What? You didn't dream it. Uh, I said that. Yes, I heard you. Oh? Perhaps I'd better come and talk to you some more. Uh, well... Yes, I think I'd better. I'll be right there. Uh, well, but... Uh... I'll be right there. This is... Who is... Good evening, Mr. Kramer. Yes, I think we'd better talk some more. But look here. You were just talking to me on the phone. Uh, where were you... What difference does that make? I don't really mean to haunt you, Mr. Kramer, but I, I am very anxious, you understand... No doubt. I remembered something. Oh? Yes. I remembered where I was murdered. Look, I mean... Mr. Kramer, you you seem to think that I'm trying to deceive you or something. Well, no, but... Well, really, I, I've never talked to a, a ghost before. Really? There, there must be some... Rational explanation of this, Mr. Uh, 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 Mr. I gave you my explanation, sir. You, you're not afraid by any chance. I don't frighten you, I hope. No. I, I don't think I'm afraid, Gribby. But, uh, well, I, I, I'm just not used to this sort of thing. Oh, you, you will be before we get done. I was going to tell you where I was murdered. Perhaps that'll help. 
It was near Lindale, Utah. Lindale, Utah? That's on the Union Pacific. I think I've been through there. Oh, have you? Isn't that near where the branch line to Bryce Canyon turns off the main line? Yeah, I believe it is. You, you think that'll be of any help? You never know. You don't remember when, I suppose. No, but I may remember later. Now, really, meeting you is, has been very stimulating. I feel that you're going to be successful, Mr. Kramer. I've tried so many years to find him. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, now, let me see. Uh, we we might place the time of your... Uh, uh, your... Murder. My death. Yes. Uh, how old would you be? Uh, really? I haven't the slightest idea. Well, uh, I suppose I can wire the authorities at Lindell and... Ask them about any unsolved murders they have a record of. That's a fine idea. Uh, we may solve this problem of yours a good deal more quickly than I hoped. Good. Good. Oh, the money I left... It uh, was a little, uh, messy. I'm so sorry about that, but all my money is like that. That is, as long as I have it. It dries, though. Oh, yes. Yes. If you need more... Later. Good. Whenever you want it, ask for it. You'll excuse me, I know. But where does this money come from? But I don't know. I seem to have a great deal of it. It's no use to me, of course, so... You find the man who murdered me, and you can have it all. Well, thanks. What are we going to do with this man uh, when we find him, though? Uh, the evidence of a ghost uh, in court. Yes, I thought of that. I couldn't very well testify, could I? <laughs> Even if I am the most interested party. So what? Well, I... I thought that perhaps you might take care of that, Mr. Kramer. Just how do you propose I take care of that? Mr. Kramer, I know more about you than you might think I do. Oh, do you? I know, for example, that... You're quite unscrupulous. So? Yes, sir. Quite. Well, what then? You'll be getting a very large fee, Mr. Kramer. And for that fee, I thought perhaps you might undertake the uh, job of executioner. You did? The man will be guilty, you know. You'll only be carrying out a just sentence on him. Committing murder myself. Oh, no. Nobody ever called a hangman a murderer. No, thanks. I'm sure you'll change your mind, Mr. Kramer. I doubt it. I told you I know you a great deal better than you think. And there's a large sum of money involved. How large? You name it. In advance? Whatever you say. A million dollars. All right. You sure that'll be enough? I don't like being kidded, Mr. Ghost. My dear sir. All right. If I see a million dollars in currency on this desk tomorrow morning, 
You bought yourself an executioner. Aye. Provided I can find the man. Oh, you'll find him, Mr. Kramer. And then you'll execute him. Well, I... Just, uh... Just one thing, Mr. Kramer. Yes? I think you ought to swear. All right. I swear. I take that very seriously, Mr. Kramer. I shall see that you carry out your part. I looked up when he said that. And there wasn't anybody there. I don't know what you think of me. I don't know whether you think I'm crazy or what. Talking to a ghost. You expect people to scream and run and be afraid of ghosts. That's the natural reaction. The, the one you're conditioned to by ghost stories and all that sort of thing. But you must understand that that's the, the natural reaction only when the ghost suddenly appears to you and waves its arms and you happen to be in some lonely, deserted spot at midnight. But when a man walks into your office and uh, sits and talks to you for a while and then casually tells you he's a ghost and then proves it to you. Well, you see, you're not frightened. Well, I was wondering a little, too, what you thought about my agreeing to be an executioner. Well, take it or leave it, friend. What would you do? See what I mean? I never made any boast of being an angel. I've been a pretty rough character in the old days, bumming around the country. And just between us, friend, this murder won't be the first one that I've... Well, let's leave it there. And you know, I'm... I'm not so sure that I will knock the gentleman off. As the bad boys say. I'll have the million dollars, won't I? I take that very seriously, Mr. Kramer. I shall see that you carry out your part. I wired Lindell, Utah, about unsolved murders. The telephone woke me up next morning early. Yes, I know. What about that? 
You should have let Mrs. Radibor read you the rest of the telegram. What? There was more to it. There was? Perhaps you'd better call Mrs. Radibor back. I will. to the phone. Where is that woman? Do you know what the rest of the message was? Where'd he go? Radabow. Answer that phone. Oh, that woman. No, Mrs. Radabow was not in the office when I got there. Someday I shall fire that woman out of hand if she keeps up these high-handed tactics. And what does she do with that telegram? I looked all over the place. It wasn't on my desk. It wasn't in the wastebasket. It wasn't on the floor. If that woman took it with her... You know, one of the worst things about me is an absolutely ungovernable temper. I haven't had an outburst of real red flaming rage for years. It's a good thing I haven't. I could feel it coming out now, though. I could get my hands on her. I ripped through her desk. Ah, compact. What did that old hag want with a compact? I threw it against the wall. Candy bars. Carbon paper. What did she do with that telegram? I went back into my office. When I went out of that office, my desk was clear. There wasn't a thing on it but a blotter and my desk stand with the two pens. Now, it was littered with stacks of money. Stacks of money. Did you ever see a million dollars? Well, you're likely to use your mind if you ever do. I nearly did. Twenties, fifties, hundred-dollar bills, stacks and stacks and stacks. And I couldn't help it. I picked it up and loved it. I got up to my elbows in money. I, I just wanted to feel it. <laughs> A million dollars. I was chuckling and giggling to myself. I'd forgotten all about the telegram. And I heard a voice. How untidy, Mr. Kramer. I jumped back and dropped money all over the place. Your hands. I'm sorry, I... You've got blood all over them. I'm sorry. I was excited. I washed it off. No. Wait. What? I brought you the telegram. Oh, the telegram. Didn't you say you'd been in Lindell? Oh, yes. I've been through there several times. Yeah, I thought you did. Why did you ask that? I was wondering if perhaps you might not have heard about my death, or, uh... Or what? Oh, nothing. Uh, I'm sorry, but we have to explore every angle, don't we? I fully intend to, sir. Good. Good. There's a million dollars there. That's wonderful. Just remember, you haven't earned it yet. I'll earn it, never fear. Yes, I shall see that you do. What about the telegram? Oh, I'm sorry. Here. Thanks. I was anxious to see what the... Only unsolved mystery here. Several years ago, unidentified hobo killed by train. Well, that couldn't be you. 
Yes, it could. Why, it says killed by train. No, I was murdered. <laughs> well... I was a hobo. Well, so was I once, but... But what? I didn't get murdered. No, I did. And you think this man is you? I know it is. I don't know how we're going to prove that. I'll tell you. Well? When I recognize the man, that'll be proof, won't it? But you said you didn't know who did it. I'll know when you find him. Now, look. This leaves us right where we started. No, not exactly. I'm afraid it does. I'm going to find the man who murdered me, or rather you are, Mr. Kramer. I don't know where to start. Think, Mr. Kramer. Please, think. I just think it's impossible. I don't. Suggest something, then. You're the detective. Go to Lindo? Would you want to go to Lindo? Why not? Well... Why not? There's a line of poetry I could quote to you. Never send to know... Never mind poetry. Well, then we don't need to go back to Lindale, do we? You take your money and get out of here. Oh. You hear me? You'd have forgotten all about it, hadn't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. But you didn't even think of it when I told you the place. Well, I didn't know. You just forgot. Well, you know the murderer now? wasn't murder. It was an accident. Well, the man died. I mean, I died. Well, that doesn't make it murder. In my book, it does, Mr. Kramer. Well, I, I didn't mean to... Meaning hasn't got anything to do with it. We were just arguing in the freight car. I remember very well now. Yeah, just talking. And we drank that bottle. I remember. And the, the train was going slow. Just crawling along. And we got to arguing again. About Herbert Hoover. I didn't even know your name. I knew yours. I'd forgotten it, but I... And then we started to fight. That insane temper of yours, Mr. Kramer. And you hit me. I remember. And I got up. Yes. All I did was push you out of the car. How was I to know what happened? I fell under the wheel. Anybody could fall out of a car going that slow and not get hurt at all. I died. But I tell you, I didn't mean to. I didn't even know. I'm sorry, Kramer. What are you going to do about it? I'm not going to do anything. I'm a ghost. Well, then... You've got a job to perform, though, Mr. Kramer. I won't do it. Oh, yes, you will. I won't. Yes, you will, Mr. Kramer. Sooner or later, because I'll be with you, Mr. Kramer, wherever you go, until you do. Every second I'll be with you, and you'll do anything to escape me. But there's only one way, Mr. Kramer. Only one way. Well, that poetry I started to recite to you, never send to know... I know. Never send to know... For whom the bell tolls. It, it tolls, tolls for, for thee. Yes, you were a little too eager, Kramer. Now well, the pistol's in the drawer there. You have listened to Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper. Kramer, the man who spoke to you, was Ernest Chappell. And Nancy Sheridan played Mrs. Radabaugh. Edgar Staley was the other man. The original music for Quiet, Please is composed and played by Albert Berman. Now, for a word about next week's Quiet, Please, here is our writer-director, Willis Cooper. 
My story for you next week is a true ghost story about colonial days in America, one that really happened. Shall we call it Meeting at Ticonderoga? And so, until next week, I am quietly yours, Ernest Chappell. Quiet, please, comes to you from New York. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>